right. Hello and welcome. Facebook is not working this morning, but that is okay. <clears throat> so today I want to talk about forgiveness and especially what forgiveness is not, because I find that when we think about forgiveness in our, you know, shadow masculine trauma culture, it often just creates more trauma. And we don't need more trauma. We don't need more victimization. We don't need more aspects of trauma uh, things simply because it's already enough. So um, I'm going to, um, yeah, okay. Facebook just isn't working. So with forgiveness, there's this aspect that <clears throat> I wrote in the workbook that I was sharing from yesterday. And this workbook, all of the workbooks that I've ever made are all going to end up in the daily devotional that I'm making. And so um, I'm very excited to finally have a place for all of these things in one place. It says forgiving others so that we can ultimately forgive ourselves releases the bond and attachment that we have to those in our lives that are no longer the same in this moment of now. We then are called to release all of our expectations that we have or will ever have of anyone in our lives. And this includes any expectations we may have of ourselves or think others have of us. So this is so, and it goes right along with yesterday's aspect of forgiveness work or expectation work, I mean, because expectations and forgiveness often go hand in hand. We often think that we, when we forgive someone, we then can then have expectations again of them being a certain way because we forgave them. This is really important and vital information for our own knowing, because just because we forgive them for the actions that they did, suddenly an expectation can sneak in that their behavior is going to instantaneously change because we forgave them. And that just isn't the case. It never has and it never will be. And so there's this really strong aspect of not necessarily doing things for the sake of just doing them. We're doing this work for our own journey. And interestingly enough, the video is not working. And I showed up today with my hair in a messy bun. I'm still wearing my little house dress that I got up in. And yet the video is not working. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not, I'm not even going to get dressed. I just, it's raining. I just want to stay in this. I'm not going to change just for the Facebook live. I want to be authentic with where I am right now. And it's so funny that the, the Facebook live just isn't working. So it's not capturing any of this because this is just going to be an audio. So, and I'm still on my very first cup of coffee. So, all right, let's do this. So the biggest revelation, I'm still continuing reading from the workbook. The biggest revelation of all is that all we are to do in every single moment is to see the people, places, and things that we share that specific moment with in 
a completely new and shiny version of themselves as if we have never met them or experienced them before. This moment has never been and will never be again. So why we think that the person that we married, the child that we birthed, the animal that we have, they are not the same in moment to moment. This is one long continuous now, but we are not the same in each and every single moment of this now. So I have not done this practice in quite some time, but it, I was reminded of it when we got to the heart chakra. So I would like to implement this. This aspect of waking each morning as if you have never met your children or your partner or your you know, friend, whatever, it, your housemate, you've never met them before. You live in this house with them and you've never met them before. They are completely new, shiny beings that are presented to you. Are you eager to actually get to know them? Are you excited to hear all about them? Their, their loves, their passions, their interests, their desires. How does this shift the programming, especially I feel as a mom who is constantly bombarded by their children's needs and their children really have no interest in your needs, especially young children. As they get older, you can start communicating your needs and they do you know, tend to have empathy or sympathy and, and create space for that. But it's an interesting aspect when we look at if we truly saw the people around us and stopped taking them for granted, truly saw them. And actually on a connection intimacy level, which intimacy is a whole nother thing, right? I'm actually gonna write that down because I'd like to do a live on intimacy. Um, the intimacy aspect is really foundational, right? And seeing that this is um, so the intimacy aspect is really crucial. Sorry, I was in Discord just posting that I was on the uh, Zoom link. Um, and when we look at the question of what if we didn't want to get to know them? I mean, this is not in the workbook, but this is the type of shadow stuff that I'm working with now versus seven years ago. I only was looking at the intimacy, only looking at the connection, only looking at how to create space for the other, because I was very, I'm very much a people pleaser. So what if we actually beg the question that what if the person in front of you is not somebody that you would like to get to know? What if you are not eager to get to know this tantruming bratty three-year-old that is standing in front of you and you have just no more patience to get to know them? When we look at our own aspects, can we connect with that bratty, tantruming, unlovable, three-year-old within ourselves. And then we can connect those beings together and have them make ruckus and 
you know, find ways to cause a bunch of chaos together in a way that will fuel your soul versus repel you and steal your energy. And so I'm coming up with a lot of things with my nine-year-old right now um, because she is everything I wasn't able to be. And so as like my inner child was able to keep up with them as babies, and then at about four, I no longer was able to really understand what my children were experiencing because they were not being raised to be obedient children. And so sometimes I would have these expectations like I was talking about yesterday or have resentments that they got to have their voice, that they got to speak, that they got to be their whole individuals. And this is an important aspect to see that you didn't possibly get to be who it is that you are being. Um, And so what about the plants, the trees, the blades of grass? This is definitely five years ago when I made this workbook, six years ago when I made this workbook. I I think it was about that. Um, I really took this one to heart. This one felt because I'm such a people pleaser and I'm so eager to get to know people that I will often deplete myself to do so. But the plants and the grass and the trees, everyone that I walk by, I meet because I have never met them before. And even if they're on my own property, I go out to the garden every morning and I'm like, who are you today? My goodness, you've got another squash on you today. Your leaves are so green today. And I'm just so enthusiastic. And I do this with some of the trees in my yard. Aren't you so beautiful? You have your leaves or you don't have your leaves or you have a brown leaf or you have little plums on you today. And this creates childlike wonder. And we often don't think about forgiveness as creating childlike wonder. And it just rained, so the mosquitoes are going crazy. So I'm really trying to stay on track, but I'm also getting bit by mosquitoes um, in my little apothecary. They're all like stuck in here now. So this aspect of releasing expectations truly releasing them. This is the next step. So we need to look at all the expectations and the exercise yesterday. The following step is really this aspect and recognition of really looking anew at the people, things, you know, doing this to the objects in your house of, do I need you? Do I want you in my space? What are you serving? Are you for me? Are you against me? Um, I'm thinking about things like clutter and the television and Facebook and really creating a new relationship with all of these things, which I can only now say after working with this practice for so long, all of these things affect and either drain or give energy. And so allowing for ourselves to really understand that once we acknowledge the expectations, there's still another step. And that other step is really about looking with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective of whether we really enjoy 
or not, the beings, things, and uh, surroundings, our environment around us. And if we don't enjoy them, how can we forgive ourselves so that we can love, especially our children, especially our children? So often the generational themes that come through are this aspect that our children you know, still, we still have this, you know, DNA in us that children, um, we push them away, we push them out of sight, if they're not doing what we want them to do, even as, you know, radical unschooling or wild schooling, it's still an issue with needing space and a society that we don't live in community. So as mothers, we don't get that space. So how can we create a space of wonder and love and connection and intimacy despite not having maybe the energy or the resources available to us in that moment. And this is where going into our higher self and our heart is a direct conduit to our higher self, our source, especially goddess. I find that this chakra, I am seeing so clearly that the goddess who I have never necessarily prior to this year um, had much of a relationship. My relationship with working with goddess energy really started in October of last year. And it was very tentative because I've, I, I grew up in the church. I grew up seeing that in God we trust. And it just was such a God-centric culture that Again, that people pleaser, that other pleaser, that doing my life for others gets me caught up in not actually doing service and justice for myself and really allowing for myself to have what I truly desire. And that is changing with this 30 days of moon magic. Every day, it's changing me. It's changing my ability to see who and what I am. It's changing my ability to see an awareness of what I do and who I am and whether I enjoy that person that I am or not. And to really find within myself if I'm okay with that. And so um, the, the next question that comes up is, would you listen with all your heart to the secrets that lie within that blade of grass, that child in front of you, your partner? Would you release enough of the expectations so that you can truly sit in wonder and listen with all of your heart to the excitement, the joy, you know, and that's something that I'm realizing with my own relationship with my kids is I can be the joy crusher. My children, their natural state is joy. And that actually is all of our natural states. Selenite is proven to actually release enough energetic buildup that we can get to a space of joy again which is why I love selenite. And yet for me, I often, you know, do selenite and 
the calm and peace of my own space, maybe at an event in my own booth so that I'm not distracted. But my children are naturally a state of joy and their joy can come out in very loud noises or beating and banging on things or exuberantly poking and prodding and um, being very, you know, in my bubble. And yet it is joy. And I have been conditioned to destroy joy. Being obedient made me, and this is actually working me up. I'm actually getting a little emotional about it. Being programmed to fear a God, being programmed that I am less than because I am a little girl, I'm a child, being programmed that I am too much created so much of my joy to be crushed. And so therefore, it is so easy for me to crush the joy of my children because unconsciously and in my shadow, how dare that they get to be this thing and I do not. And that's really ultimately what it is, that they get to be this thing and I do not. And so I ask the question, what do I get to see afresh? And what expectation do I really ultimately need to release so that I am no longer the joy destroyer? Like, I do not want to destroy joy any longer. And this is something that is so fresh as this moment. Um, you know, I want to unravel this some more because this is huge. When we see that our expectations truly destroy the joy in our lives, we, we have to do some forgiveness work around this. Like, so um, living truly and awakening, even if it's moment to moment, as if you have never seen and known the people around you because you don't, we don't know them. We think we know them, we have expectations about them, but we do not know them. And it's wild to think about that. We only know what we see, but we don't know their inner being. We don't know their hearts. And I mean, especially as a mom, so often I'm telling my kids what to do rather than experiencing them. And so how do we go and reconcile this? This is, you know, I'd love to continue this conversation in the, in the Discord group because I feel that this is going to be truly transformational stuff right here. Um, so let me know. Let me know what nuggets resonated for you. And I'm looking forward to continuing 
this unraveling. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, I'm truly excited to, to do this with you. So looking forward to uh, continuing this on in the Discord and have an absolutely magical day.